Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Come Follow Me Today, a brief podcast designed to give us an additional spiritual moment in our otherwise busy lives. My name is Caleb Sanford, and thank you for joining us as we accept Christ's invitation to follow him today. Today, we're going to pick up where we left off on the last episode with Lehi's vision in 1 Nephi chapter 8. Now, please, if you didn't listen to part one of this episode, please stop listening here and go back and listen to that one first. I think it'll be a much more meaningful experience for you that way. Okay, so in the last episode, we started reading about Lehi's vision. We saw Lehi struggle through his wilderness, pray to God to help him find his way, and then he came upon a beautiful tree with fruit designed to make us happy, sweeter than anything Lehi had ever before tasted. And that brought him exceedingly great joy. We learned later from Nephi that the tree represents the love of God and the fruit is the experiences we can have as we engage with that love. I asked you in the last episode to think back in your life to a time when you had experienced that fruit, when you felt the love of God so strongly in your life. And we talked about how in those moments, there's no way any of us would have ever considered abandoning our faith. And yet, in Lehi's vision, he sees many people doing just that, successfully making it to the tree, partaking of the fruit, having an amazing experience, and then leaving it all behind. Quote, and after they had partaken of the fruit of the tree, they did cast their eyes about as if they were ashamed. So how could this happen? Let's get back into Lehi's dream and see if we can figure it out, because our eternal salvation, happiness, and relationship with God depends on us knowing how to stay with that tree of life. In verse 26, Lehi is trying to figure out why these people were ashamed after eating the fruit. Quote, and I also cast my eyes round about and beheld on the other side of the river of water, a great and spacious building, and it stood as it were in the air, high above the earth. And it was filled with people, both old and young, both male and female, and their manner of dress was exceedingly fine, and they were in the attitude of mocking and pointing their fingers towards those who had come at and were partaking of the fruit. And after they had tasted of the fruit, they were ashamed, because of those that were scoffing at them, and they fell away into forbidden paths and were lost. End quote. Nephi later describes this building as quote, the world and the wisdom thereof, the pride of the world. End quote. The reality is that our interaction with this tree of life and our relationship with God is not happening in a bubble. The building that Lehi sees or the world we live in, is all around us. It's not just on the other side of the river, and it's interacting with us all the time. We have work, school, the internet, social media, books, magazines, drugs, alcohol, vaping, Netflix, fashion, society, politics, and all the other inputs in our daily lives. Many of these inputs teach different things than what the gospel teaches us. There's constant pressure all around us to engage with the world, ways to spend our time and thoughts, and often it's not possible to engage with the world at the same time we need to be engaging with the things of God. We have to choose, and often we choose to engage with the world, and for many that eventually results in walking away from our faith and the fruit of the tree of life. This might be exacerbated if there is pressure from friends or family to either start engaging with the world more or stop engaging with God as much. I think this is what Lehi is seeing in his vision, peer pressure from the world to influence us to walk away from God. Okay, so I guess this makes sense, but I still have a hard time reconciling with Lehi's vision, because as he describes it, eating the fruit is the sweetest experience he's ever had, better than experiences with the world. 
I know this is true for me too. I lived in that great and spacious building for many years. And I promise you that feeling, the love of God, eating that fruit, is so much better than anything we can find in the world. Maybe you have lived in both worlds and can attest to this too. So why are people choosing a less desirable experience by abandoning the fruit of the tree and instead heading for the great and spacious building? What's the difference between those that are ashamed and fall away and those that don't? Well, as I read and reread this chapter, I don't think there is a difference. I think we're all the same. Some of us just haven't fallen away yet. But I think the capacity to be drawn away by the world exists in us all. So let me give a humorous example of what I think is happening. The Bachelor. Most of us don't want to admit it, but we're closet fans of the TV show. If you don't watch The Bachelor, I'm sure you can substitute in your own favorite trashy TV show. I try not to get sucked in, but it seems like every couple seasons, there I am. I mean, did Hannah B. really have the nerve to come back this season? So this TV show embodies everything unholy in the world, right? Promiscuity, deception, backbiting, gossip, certainly a less than sacred philosophy on love and marriage. The Bachelor is a perfect example of the great and spacious building. <clears throat> and we're all watching. But you and I have spent countless hours watching The Bachelor, and we haven't abandoned our faith, right? Well, here's the problem. When I spend one to two hours each Monday night watching this show, I am definitely not partaking of the fruit of the tree of life. I am definitely not feeling God's love in my life at that moment, and probably for the rest of the night. So what happens if I accumulate more things like this in my weekly schedule? Most of us have pretty limited free time as it is, and if we let worldly affairs steal too much of that time, then at some point we just stop eating Lehi's fruit altogether. And that's when we're at risk for what Lehi sees. Quote, And after they had partaken of the fruit of the tree, they did cast their eyes about as if they were ashamed. President Monson in 2011 said, quote, We must be vigilant in a world which has moved so far from that which is spiritual. It is essential that we reject anything that does not conform to our standards, refusing in the process to surrender that which we desire most, eternal life in the kingdom of God. End quote. I think President Monson understood this same thing. We have to refuse to surrender our eternal life. I can think back to that experience I described in the last episode, and you all can think back to times you felt the Spirit strongly in your lives when you felt God's love. But my story was years ago. I've had spiritual experiences since then, but when was the last one? When was yours? When was the last time we felt the Spirit in this way? For those of us with little kids, maybe we're not feeling it at church each week because we're spending all our time trying to keep our kids from going crazy during sacrament meeting. Maybe we're struggling at home to feel God's love because our kids are running around spitting out food while we're trying to read from the scriptures. Maybe by the time we finally get them to bed, there's no energy left to commune with God. Maybe you have a job that makes you work 12-hour days, or maybe you have to travel all the time, and instead of being able to return each day to the personal temple you've tried to establish in your home, you're spending each night with people who don't share your faith. So this is what I think is happening in Lehi's dream. Many people, probably including you and me, just aren't eating enough of the fruit. We're not getting it every day. We're going hungry. A void is forming. And in that void, we allow ourselves to interact with the great and spacious building of the world. And slowly we forget how amazing those experiences were that we've had with God. 
or we second-guess ourselves, thinking that maybe the past experiences weren't as meaningful as we thought they were because we haven't had them recently. Or maybe we just forget about our experiences with the gospel altogether. This is probably why we're counseled to journal about our experiences, so that we can't forget. Now, this decline in spirituality doesn't mean we're instantly falling away from our faith. But without the fruit of the tree coursing through our souls on a regular basis, then we're just hanging out at the tree and enjoying the company of others there. Now, don't get me wrong. We're really good at this in our church. We're like Ewoks from Star Wars. We build great networks of tree houses in and around the tree of life to provide a solid, stable life to those who choose to live in it, with great friends, people with similar values, and all the Relief Society potatoes you can eat. But long-term, that might not be enough, because as our Tree of Life city and the great and spacious building continue to grow together and become more and more intertwined, if we're not returning regularly to the heart of the tree and experiencing the true love of God, then it's just a matter of time before life in the world can begin to look more exciting. Or maybe something happens within our Tree of Life community that pushes us away. Well, I hope this episode hasn't been too depressing, but I think this is a valuable conversation to have. And if we can acknowledge what's happening to us and those we love, and if we can commit today that we want to retain our relationship with God, then we can do what's needed to make sure we are continually eating the fruit from the tree of life. This is probably going to require sacrifice on our part. We may have to give up some worldly things to protect enough time in our busy lives to learn of God and of his son, Jesus Christ, to serve his children, to minister to those in need, to do the things that will allow us to have more amazing spiritual experiences. But I know if we can do that, if we relentlessly pursue spiritual experiences for ourselves, our families, and our friends, then there isn't any force on earth strong enough to pull us away from our God. In our next episode, we're going to finish the conversation about Lehi's dream and talk about the rod of iron and how that fits into this conversation. Thank you for listening today and for continuing to make the decision to follow our Savior, Jesus Christ, today.